Brian Callen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're live, live. Brian Callen. We're live. We are live. We're live. Ladies we are live. I've been listening to Radio Lab on the way over here. <sighs> and um, they have a new episode out about the asteroid impact that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Right. When Apparently, you- they tell me if I'm right about this before you tell me more. Because okay. I want to see if I have a little knowledge. Go ahead. There is an under, like, there's a very hard layer of rock mm-hmm. that covers a large part of the earth. Right. And that is proof that somehow there was an asteroid that hit and it got really, really hot and the rock got. M- that is a moron's version of the science that they clearly lay out. And by the way, it's the worst thing. I'm also like, there's rock that got melted, it that it was under the ground. Undeniable evidence of a rock of from uh, the space area. There's a layer of the earth. The crust of the earth is super hard because it got really hot after an asteroid hit yeah, and everybody can, died. They and they can, found dinosaur bones in it. Yeah, bro. They can, <laughs> they can I don't believe down. in dinosaurs because I'm, you know, I'm... I have something called the Bible at home. But. Some people don't believe in dinosaurs. Do you know that, right? Yeah. The flat earth folks, oh, they, well, they those, believe dinosaurs are fake. Why is it that most flat earthers, from my experience, are generally super good at like an, uh, a discipline that has nothing to do with astrophysics, like jiu-jitsu? Like they spend a lot of time on a mat, but then they have really strong political opinions about the I central think- banks. <laughs> I think it's just a lack of real education, and then yeah. you get you get caught up in these YouTube things yeah. that show you a secret, and it's very attractive. It's very attractive to like find out about some hidden stuff. Yeah, like oh my god, I can't believe they did this. They hid from us the fact that the Earth is flat. Jesus Christ, space is fake, dude. Bro, space is fake. <laughs> Satellites aren't real. They're low flying planes. They're planes. They're that's they're constantly beaming down these information from the sky. Satellites are not real. Yeah, nuclear bombs. They're not real. Yeah, they're not real. They're just big bombs. But then the problem is when you break your leg and you have to set your bone or you get staff and and you have to trust big pharma to cure it or you use your your iphone and it works and you're talking to somebody in that's Japan. a big one the, you the know iphone's what I'm so, the big one so but why, why is that technology something you trust and the other stuff that, is not? your fucking iphone has a global positioning satellite chip in it stop chorus it. It, it links up with mm-hmm. the fucking one that's in the sky and uh-huh. it tells you where you are on the map that's mm-hmm. why your google maps works that's jesus right. fucking Christ. i think there are probably only five or six flat earthers no, there's a lot. Yeah. There's thousands of them. Well, okay, thousands. Trust me. But that really means only five or six but in the grand scheme I, of things. I think the problem with all of them is that they just got married to the idea, and then they're fighting it. And if you fight it with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, not that I do know what I'm talking about, but if you fight it with like a Sean Carroll or like a real astrophysicist, a real scientist. Somebody studied it? Yeah. There's so much evidence that the earth is round and no evidence that the earth is flat. It's one of those things where it's just like, what are you guys doing? You're chasing your tail. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm too busy. I'm way too busy. YouTube. I'm too busy for Bigfoot ideas. Yeah. That's definitely. And that might've been a real thing. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. It was a real animal. There was a creature. Yeah. There was a real creature called Gigantopithecus. It was a real animal. It was like eight foot tall, bipedal hominid. It absolutely existed. Probably. Yeah. Like a giant, a giant ape. Dude, if a fucking gorilla didn't exist, imagine seeing a gorilla. Right. Like Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that thing? Six foot, 600 pounds. Hulking, huge, hairy, black beast with a giant chest and enormous arms and 
pounds on his chest, runs on all fours, yeah. and you're like fucking fangs. Yeah. And when they fly through the air at each other and clash, it's crazy. And smash into each other and fight. Holy fuck, man! If you didn't know that was real, I know. And you ran into a gorilla, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And be, by the way, they didn't know mountain gorillas were even a thing until the early 1900s. They were oh, really? a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the discovery of mountain gorillas? Don't they think those giant chimps in the Congo are are a hybrid? No, they don't anymore because they have DNA. Oh. They they're they're the only chimpanzee species or subspecies, I guess you'd say, that they found that has a crest on its skull like a gorilla. Nineteen oh two, bro. Damn. Yeah. A German That's explorer, incredible. Captain Robert von Beringe. The mountain gorilla was named the Gorilla Gorilla, gorilla Beringi in honor of the captain. Wow. Yeah, man. Fuck. Look at I mean, those imagine things. that thing. How about those? Yeah, that, so, yeah. that guy who is an anti-poaching uh, agent, he, he helps uh, protect gorillas from poachers. Yeah. And he got them to pose standing up in a selfie. And even better, there's video of him tickling the gorillas yep. and the gorillas laughing. Yep. Laughing like gorilla. a person. Yeah, Dude, it's so crazy. Human. So was there a, a Bigfoot? Fuck yeah, there was a Bigfoot. Yeah. <clears throat> It was a real thing. That's why there's so many stories about it. Mm. And it probably died off 100,000 years ago or something. Right. You know, Do gorillas ever eat meat or they're just, they're just vegetarians? Not gorillas, no. Yeah. Gorillas are, we are closer to chimpanzees than chimpanzees are to gorillas. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Well, the, I, I think it's interesting in Goma where those groups of male chimps expand their territory. Mm. They kill yeah. other males yeah, they and then move their women and children into the area that they annex. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Vicious. They just, as groups fall down, fall on the smaller, you know, tribes of, of chimps and, and decimate them. They Very have so human. many, so many similarities to humans. Yeah. So many. Yeah. But these um, Bondo apes, they call them. This is the, um, the giant chimp. There's these ne they nest on the ground too, like gorillas. Are they as violent as? Are they live in large communities like chimps. The 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 locals have two names for chimps over there. They have one that they call tree beaters. Those are the regular sized chimps, and the other ones they call lion killers. Damn, they're so big. They've 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 got videos of these things eating a leopard. What? Yeah. They don't Whoa. know if it. Yeah, they're enormous chimps. So they don't know if it killed the leopard. Or if the leopard died and yeah. then they're eating it, they don't know. But they do know one was eating a fucking leopard. <laughs> so you got to think. Yummy kitty cat. When they're standing up, they're taller than me. I'm 5'8". They're six feet tall. You're six feet tall? Yeah. So they're your height. Yeah. Your height, but a chimp. And a jack chimp. God. It's probably like 250, 300 pounds. Well, they say they're 400 pounds. The ones in the Could zoo. Be. They have some in I don't believe the they Kansas do. City Zoo. No, I don't believe they do. I think they do. No. They no. have two giant chimps. If you yeah, look at yeah, they're just big chimps. Those are just big chimps. They're huge though. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. They yeah. do. They've they've had chimps that are over two hundred pounds. They've had some enormous chimps, but they've never had one of these. They, yeah. this, they live in a very specific area of the Congo. But they've seen them. Yes, they have video of them. They have photographs of them. You can see videos and you see camera trap photos. Wow. They're a real animal. It's a wow. really big animal, man. It's a really big chimp. That's amazing. Can you imagine seeing a six foot chimp? No. Dude. <laughs> no, I'm dead. no, they eat your face and your genitals. No, I, thanks. Just imagine standing there. You turn a corner and there's a chimp as tall as you looking at you. Disaster. Yeah. I have to go low. 
Have you ever seen? Yeah, you're not going low. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. What well, you was do. that the they, they had a there was a traveling circus where they had a, a chimp and they would muzzle it, and they'd have any man, the biggest man, just to hold the chimp down for six seconds, if you could do that, or three seconds, and no man was ever able to do it. They just of course. They just this was a, a 150 pound chimp. Yeah, and you wouldn't even you, you, even if it was muzzled, man, it could still rip your arms off. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're made out of jello. Have you ever held a? I've held a small one, a baby yeah, one. I held it was playing with too. my puppy. And it was, I was, it, his back felt like wood. Wood, yeah, like wood. Like That's wood. a perfect way to describe yeah. That's exactly how I like said Like Dan it. Henderson probably yeah. feels. Yeah, exactly like Dan Henderson. He's, he's got to be part chimp. Yeah. But I, I had a two-year-old two one once uh, on uh, Fear, not Fear Factor, News Radio. And when we're on the set, the scene actually got cut out. We never wound up using the scene. But there was a guy who was like an animal trainer, and he had a couple different animals with him. And one was a baby chimp in diapers. And this baby chimp got on my back and beat beat on my back a couple wow. times. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was like you hitting me. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> this fucking little tiny thing just wailed on me. Jesus. They're so strong, dude. Yeah, they are. Their little bodies are just, just hard, like corded. No neck. Take crazy punishment. Yeah. But um, that thing in the Congo, man, it's, it's apparently in a very difficult spot to reach. It's very dangerous to go through there. Yeah. You know, when Justin Wren goes through there, he has some hair-raising stories about being held up at gunpoint. You know, oh, yeah. people, people thought they were gonna they were gonna kill somebody. And yeah, they, a lot of the people, a lot of the apparently, a lot of the sort of. Uh, soldiers and people that committed atrocities from the the uh, war in Rwanda, kind of in their bands, kind of moved into the Congo and Oof. lived in the in you know in the jungle. And who knows? Who Justin knows? Justin is a, a lot fucking, of crime. Justin Wren is a saint. And yeah, he digs wells. He's a legitimate saint. Yeah, really is. Guy, Great guy. He's gotten malaria three times. God, visiting the Congo and building wells. Unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah, he told us some amazing stories. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It's know? amazing. The Cash App, um, which is uh, one of my sponsors, also sponsors Fight for the Forgotten. They give people money. They give five dollars every time someone signs up and uses the code Joe Rogan. And they've built a. T they're building wells right now because of that. Really? Yeah. They. They. What was the latest number? I forget what the number was. They sent me uh, an updated. Like very early on, they were they had built two wells and then they built a bunch more. And provided water to a shit ton of people down there. I don't know the exact statistics. The guy who wrote Moonwalking with Einstein, uh, what the hell is this? he? It's a book about memory and stuff. Really smart guy. He lived with the pygmies in the Congo for a long time. Oh, well, and, that's what Justin Wren's doing. It's all yeah, pygmies, and said yeah. that they smoke copious amounts of weed, at least the <laughs> tribes that he lived with. Is that the book? Yeah, jo Joshua Four. Four. Really interesting. What a name. Yeah. F O E R. Four. Yeah. And uh, I said, never like, what, what is it, you know, these are people that truly have been almost untouched by Western civilization. And he's like, well, no, I mean, they die of stupid things like, you know, you get an infection. Yeah. And you just, you know, you don't have antibiotics. Well, there's a lot of bacteria and parasites and stuff, too. Oh, you get yeah. stomach parasites from water. Skin diseases mm -hmm. and weird things like that. Yeah, the jungle's not, even if you've evolved to live in it, yeah. it's not a very... I spent enough time in the Indonesian rainforest. I've never seen bugs like that in my life. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's so loud. It sounds like it take the loudest street in Manhattan. And I'm not kidding. That's how loud the insects and birds and everything are. And then you have to carry a bug spray does not work. Did I ever tell you this? The bug spray, yeah. you got to carry a sulfur coil. Yeah. Good luck with the mosquitoes. Bug spray, they laugh at your fucking, at your bug spray. You got to carry a, You have to burn a sulfur coil. And you just carry, hold it. That's while you're correct. Walking. It's, it's certain times of the day, like when you wake up, 
they, they just they're all over the place. What year was this that you were doing this? Oh, God, I was twenty one. Did they did they have thermocells back then? I don't think so. Yeah, thermocells are the shit. You ever use a thermosol? No, what is that? Oh my god, they're they're a fucking game changer. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um it's a device that has like a heating coil in it and some fuel and you ignite it and the the heating coil it heats up and you put this little pad across the screen and this little pad has this stuff in it that mosquitoes hate. It's probably terrible for you. Yeah, some fucking say. chemical. But the chemical wafts up in the air and I'm telling you it creates like a 10-foot bubble around you where no mosquitoes That's get in. That's great. Yeah, and e- look, even if it's a little bad for you, maybe it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Better than getting yeah. St- yeah. Con- fed on. Yeah, I'm not using it every day. I wouldn't recommend using it every day, but if it's different between like enjoying like if you're in a place like uh Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Exactly. Where weren't you what about Edmonton up there? Yes, Didn't you get same thing. You came back with like oh they looked like you. Had the pox <laughs> they'll fuck you up those mosquitoes fuck. man yeah they, they're so aggressive because they're only alive for like three months you know Jeez. it's so cold up there yeah nature could give a fuck like, about you nature could give a i fuck. love people who are into nature and they and it, like listen man they don't even know what nature is yeah, like, go try to go yeah. exactly go try to raise crops in uh, south africa when animals when elephants were all everywhere yeah and lions and leopards or now yeah. Even now, these poor villagers that they they're poor yeah. and they build these crops and they they have this farm and they they, they have all this food for their village yeah. and then elephants roam in. Twenty elephants go, hey man, and that's a wrap. Yeah, you're There's not going to go. Can get do. the fuck out of here. They're like, yeah. I'll stomp on you. They, I mean, and then people get mad when people shoot the elephants. It's like, okay, I get it, but I don't know what you want here. Like, they what, have a lot of stories about elephants. Have this mystique in South Africa. There was this guy who was a farmer. And uh, he had a donkey, and it was tied up. And um, the elephants came into his property, and he shot guns and got them the hell away from there. And then uh, the next day, the elephants came back and stomped his fucking donkey Whoa. into mush. Whoa! Just stomped. The donkey was on a you know rope, and they were like, "Really? Gang, gang, gang." And then wow. of course the other the neighboring farm when the elephants came she she laid out a bunch of food for them and the and and they spared her her crops there are all these elephants mm. have this mystique which is all by the way maybe the biggest a holes in the world elephants they hate everybody but they were so nice I was in Thailand I was yeah there's a Thai elephant sir they're different African elephants you're not you're not taming an African elephant good luck most What's of the elephants you see. What is this, Jamie? Okay, Jamie's watching like this little buffalo oh, yeah. gets up. Oh my God! Yeah, elephant came over and rolled it over. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. It's like he's trying to stab him. He is. Oh, he does. He's killing. <laughs> so he's killing a baby. I don't know. That's a. That's probably a full grown buffalo. That's just a giant elephant. Wow, so he's fucking up this buffalo. Yeah, They're so the dangerous. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, elephant stabs and kills buffalo. Look at Jesus that. Christ. Well, that's why they have tusks. Yeah. I mean that. There it is. You know what's really crazy? God, when when shit. lions take a chance. Wow. I, that was the other video them. I didn't pull. Wow. There's three elephants killing a lion. That elephant just that is killed. the craziest shit. They just killed. That's crazy. Them. What's crazy is lions will take a chance on elephants. Oh, I know. Which is just so, so nuts. They they will take a chance to try to kill an elephant. They'll jump on their back. They'll try to jack them. Well, when you go to a game reserve in South Africa, you can't. It has to be big enough to sustain lions because it's super expensive because they're just a pride of lions will eat everything. Yeah. So you got to keep replenishing the animals right? because they just, they're just too effective. Well, you know, after that dentist shot Cecil the lion, yeah. it became this 
international outrage. Yeah. They um, banned the lion hunting, and because of that, people didn't want to go back, and they weren't getting the money from it, so they wound up euthanizing like 200 lions. I know. Because their undulate population was getting devastated. Mm-hmm. But ma- what made me think when I heard that, I was like, how many lions are they killing? Like, how many people are going over there to hunt lions? It's, it brings in good money. How I mean, weird is that? A huge part of South Africa's, you know, the, like part of the conservation efforts yeah. are that, you know, big game. You can fu- you can hunt the big five or whatever they call it. Yes, that's exactly what they call it. But it's, but, it's I mean, a lot of money. It, it is a lot of money. And it brings them a lot of money. And it brings them a lot of money for conservation and all that stuff. But what a weird activity. Is there an activity that's more human in that, like, we are so conflicted and so weird that the only way we have animals that stay alive in this part of the world, like where they're in record populations yeah. is to set it up so you can kill them. Yeah. So yeah. like, like they, we figured out some weird loophole. Like we don't want the rhino to die. Hey, we don't want the rhino to die either. So let's go let a bunch of them and we kill like one a week. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they could get enough rhinos where they could make a case for that, they would be doing that. I mean, they're doing it with lions they're doing it with everything. Right. With the gazelles. I mean, all the different, animals that you would think of plains animals in africa they're record numbers there right neil guy they bring them back to texas they're all over texas yep. now there's so many animals there and a lot of those animals were on the verge of extinction but they're there because people kill them like what a fucking yes yeah, drum it's weird real the bigger issue is is um unbroken uh, migratory range yeah. and habitat. The Maasai Mara is one of the few places where they can roam for thousands of miles. But most of Africa now is broken up into, I think there's an area in Cameroon or whatever, but most of Africa is broken up into, I mean, in South Africa, it's all basically, with the exception of Kruger Park, it's all abandoned, um, you know, cattle lots. Mm-hmm. And then they just, there's money in it. So you buy that lot and you just stock it with animals and then you drive around. They, they, it's a sustainable ecosystem, but it's yeah, it's you, weird. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you still, you do have to cull the the, you know, elephant population and lion yeah. population. Well, when we think about Africa, right? When we say, oh, elephants are going extinct in Africa, like Africa is so big, it's crazy. It's so big. You've yeah. seen the map where yeah. they stuff all the countries inside of Africa. I never like, knew. That was so <laughs> shocking to me. I know. I couldn't believe that. So there could be an abundance of them in one area and none in another right. area. It's like saying like they have a black bear problem in New Jersey, which right. they do. Okay? Do but they? That, yeah, they do. But that doesn't affect us here yeah. in California. Yeah. Like if people just start shooting black bears, you're like, hey, man, there's not that many of those. Why are you shooting them? You know, <laughs> but it's the same thing with mountain lion. Yeah. Well, you know, one just died. A famous one just died. Where? I got a text from Renella out here. Um, he uh, ate some rat poison. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a really? real problem with rat poison, man. Rat poison doesn't just affect rats. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's secondary and- My dog almost died that way. Yeah. And what it does is the rat poison, I think, stops you from producing vitamin K in your body, which is a, which is how you clot blood. Oh. And so they just bleed internally. Oh, so my Jesus dog ate a shitload of it, and they pumped his stomach, gave him charcoal, and then he had to take vitamin K supplements for a long time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, people, they poison their rats, and then things eat the rats. You know? Yeah. And this uh, mountain lion is a famous mountain lion. Collared, you know, one really? they're tracking. Yeah, Down out here. Got a number. Yeah, Ranella texted me about it, and then I, I looked into it. Oh, you got it there? 
What, what is, which that. number does it say he P47. is? P47. P47. Is that the one that they spotted at the... Not... No. So this one's only three years Hey, old. we were going to get a photo of that, right? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah, we tracked it down. Yeah. Remember? What, what happened? It's expensive. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Let's do that though. All right. Let me know after the show. Right. Yeah, I was that, just like, well, which one you wanted? Artist proof, whatever. And we got yeah. that that detail of it or whatever. Yeah, because that one photo that they caught of it. Have you seen that photo of the lion with the the Hollywood sign behind it? No. It's amazing. It's one of the best. It's an again. It's so fucking human because this lion has a collar on it, like it's got bling on. Really, it's standing in front of the Hollywood sign, and it's as big as fuck. I it's, love that. It's, it's like a hundred and fifty pound mountain. Oh, that's amazing! Look at that photo. That looks staged. It looked staged. By the way, look at the look at the muscles. Look at its forearms. Yeah, that's a ridiculous animal. Th- that's one thing that people don't. I don't think you realize. Like that's not a svelte thing, like a house. That's cat. a lion, sir. They have enormous forearms. Yeah, it's a lion. They'll How bring much do you think that weighs? Bring down an elk. I bet that's 130 pounds. Yeah, maybe 150. Think about how big that is. That Ooh. doesn't seem big, but when you see a Rottweiler, a police dog like that's, or a German pounds. Shepherd, 90 pounds. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. And that's an add add another 60 pounds, 40 yeah. pounds. Of... That's a big animal, man. Yeah. It's such a big animal, and they're just wandering around our neighborhoods. <laughs> Effective killers. <laughs> Effective. I'm having a guy come on who's a um, mountain lion biologist at a Topanga Canyon. Oh, really? Yeah, and I might actually go and uh, trap one with him. How many? Have, how many do the they time. think there are? Oh, there's there. a, there's quite a few. This one went 150. Wow. Damn. The one that died. Wow. 150. That is a big cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's only three big. years old. Jesus Christ, three years old, he was 150 pounds. Just living on deer. Yeah, yeah. go look around for deer in California. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. There ain't no deer out here. Mm-hmm. There's so few deer. If you're a deer hunter in California, you're sad face all year round. <laughs> you're not looking forward to it. And yeah, I see a lot of deer in Topanga. Yeah, you see a few. They're drawn to me. Oh. I feed them. Are you... Um, it's are my you- alpha energy. Do they you, feel safe with me. But is do you, do you have a connection with them, do you think? Uh, to be honest with you, I run with them. Have you always been like this? They flank me. They would never go past me. They flank me. And when right. I do my kung fu in an open field, they surround me and they bow mm-hmm. until I release them. And I go, ha! And people then they that, run. That, that's my favorite. Is that people that think that they have some sort of special connection oh, fuck with it. the dog. My friend's girlfriend, we're all sitting around. My friend's girlfriend, so hot. So hot. It's one of those girls. It's like we're sitting there, and she goes, and I was, I was meditating, and I saw a deer, and it looked at me, and the deer gave me love, <laughs> and we're all like, I'm just looking at her tits. <laughs> I was a young dude, Amazing. like, Jesus, she's so hot. <laughs> she's, she's, she's so, she's such an estrogen, you know, and. Uh, my buddy, of course, you know you have those friends and can't let it go. Yeah. Just let it go, dude. Let, go. let her have her thing. My buddy goes, what? <laughs> Gave you love? Explain <laughs> that shit to me. Explain when I get all biological. <sighs> well, you know what? You're close-minded and you're not intuitive. I'm really intuitive uh, and it became intuitive. that. Intuitive. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. I love that shit. But those people that claim they have some special connection with animals, like animals just recognize yeah. who I am. They know my nature. You know who kind of schooled me? I- Megan Fox... I was doing a movie with her and, and I assumed she started talking about signs and I was making fun of like psychics and signs and all. Mm-hmm. And Megan goes, well, um, maybe you ever think that maybe you're a little close minded? And I go, no, I'm not scientific minded. And no, I'm not. And I think all psychics are liars and I think astrology is bullshit. But then like Megan literally 
went into her knowledge of science and geology and everything else. And I was like, oh, you're a fucking, oh, oh, wait, you're a really hot intellectual and you know a shitload and I made a judgment on you. It was very, it was actually embarrassing. Isn't that interesting that like you would automatically make a judgment on someone who's hot? Like, oh, your life's been easy as fuck. Right. And she's not like that. Like a, a judgment that you would make on the son of a rich man. Like if someone Correct. Grew, grew up and is in the family business mm -hmm. and his father was uh, a very successful man, but he's taking over the family business, you would assume this guy's a bitch. Yep. Right? Yep. Most of the time. Most I mean, of the time. You're wrong. So often, though. Yes. It's such a bad yeah. bet. Yeah. Because like if a great if a great man has a son, yeah. most likely he's going to teach that son some cool shit right. and the son's going to have to like live up to a certain standard. Right. Well, that was the thing with Megan. I would notice after I had that interaction with her. I've known her a little bit because I know her husband really well. And then, uh, and then I noticed that every time we wouldn't be shooting, she'd be reading a book of substance. Like, that's what she does mm. when she's not on set. So I was like, all Meanwhile, right. what are you doing? You're, you're, you're laying an iPhone next to your head. What am I another doing? Another iPhone next to the other side of your head, uh, and I, you're having these weird conversations on that. video. That's my favorite thing you do. I got to start doing that again. Dude, those are so funny, man. I do that, or I talk to the stuntmen and ask them, like, how much they can bench. <laughs> 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 well, no way, you're a Navy SEAL. So when you shoot... The problem with that is it in invariably ends up someone pulling out mats, and then you start <laughs> you start rolling. <laughs> I had Pauline Malinaji. He was at my gym. And uh, then he kind of knew. He goes, wait a minute. I just figured out who the fuck you are. You're the guy from the hangover. Ah! He's freaking out. So, so I take that opportunity to ask him. Like, I'm just asking him, like, some boxing questions. Next thing I know, he's giving me a boxing lesson. How really? fucking cool is that? That is cool. Pauline Malinaji. Yes, it was three days he, ago. Is he really going to do that bare knuckle boxing? Sure is. Artem sure Lovov? is. Yeah, and he's taking it personally. Yeah, but, man, you don't want to break your hands. You don't want to get your face cut up. Like, yeah. Is he done fighting? Like boxing box, he's like all 36, I know is he right? looked like he was in shape. He yeah. was like, and he was giving people pointers. He's very, he looks, he seems. I, I listen to him a lot on you know Showtime stuff. Mm. He's cerebral as hell. I mean, he knows the game. He's man. very smart guy. Wow, he doesn't get hit a lot. No, yeah. I mean, no, and you think about a boxer that can talk as well as he can, oh, and as articulate as he is, and yeah, understand. I mean, if you watch the way he fights, like watch his fights with Adrian Broner, like he he knew how to figure out the puzzle. Yeah, that's Broner's hand speed yeah. and power punching, and he punches in volume. He's always in great. He shape. He was showing me patterns, like just basic things that I was like. Damn. I really like, want to see the actual sparring match between him and Connor because all the yeah. UFC released is Connor yeah. cracking him. I know. It's a long one. It had to be. There had to be some f fun moments in that. Yeah. I will also, know? I think apparently Paulie got off a plane and then he yeah. hadn't, it wasn't even really, in, he wasn't even working out that much. And he they thought go, he was going to train with them. Yeah. He and they go, we're going six rounds or something. And he was like, filming what? It. And they yeah. film it. Yeah. That's a, and then they use it as a promo. Right. Like, Look, people are ruthless, bro. The, the idea that they weren't going to use that is more ridiculous. Come on. Wh who are you? You don't understand how this business works? But he's a they're Brooklyn promoting kid. A f they're promoting a fight. He's a Brooklyn kid. He's a smart guy. Listen, yeah. they're promoting a fight that is going to generate hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. You think that they're going to spare your sensibilities? Yeah. They're going to spare your feelings and not show edited but, versions of you getting popped but my problem is so the, i have a problem with that all across the board How, because why? because i feel like um 
when common decency, fair play, you know, mm-hmm. a contract and, and sort of a contract you you enter. I'm coming out to help you out. Yes. And then what you're going to do is use me. Go fuck yourself. Like it's not. I believe they it's, paid I understand. Him. I understand it's a business. I believe they paid him. I'm, I'm sure they did. I believe he signed paperwork over. Uh, well, I'm sure they did, but like, that's a sneaky move. <laughs> it's fuck yeah, it's sneaky. And I and I I have a problem with it. Fuck yeah, it's in sneaky. general, I I just don't like justifying anything because it's going to be good promotion. I, I I'm always uneasy. You know how people say, uh, "Hey man, bad press," but you're talking about him. Yeah. yeah, but fuck off. I completely agree with you. However. To play devil's advocate, yeah. if I'm Mr. Businessman, Mr. Moneybags, that shit just went in one ear and out the other. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's a video of some shit that actually happened. Yeah. You hate the truth. Because <laughs> if, you, if you hate the truth, I can yeah. understand why you would want to show in that video. Right. But Connor did drop him. He did hit him with the left hand, I, and it's going to be a great fight. Connor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, might have been good for Paulie in terms of it creating this fight with. Art, I mean, it oh, creates. Yeah. You're it talking does. about him, yeah. Although well, I think I think Paulie Malignaggi stands on his own, not only yes, as a boxer but as an announcer. Yeah, I mean he's he's got a real name, and he's he's an excellent boxer. It's he's probably one of the better commentators in the game, if not the best. Oh he's yeah, very very good, 100. percent Yeah, him and Andre Ward. Andre Ward's probably <laughs> my favorite, and Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. is outstanding at it too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Andre I mean, Ward, just like he's brilliant, brilliant uh, guy, brilliant guy. Just yeah. watching him like figure out Kovalev too, and, right? Especially in the second fight, unbelievable. Yeah, and the fact that you know he dropped Kovalev with a body shot, <laughs> and you know Kovalev said they, they they didn't give him a chance and that they just stopped the fight, but yeah. it didn't look like he wanted to keep going. I felt like that way with Amir Khan. Like, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh, what the listen, man, yeah. Amir Khan has nothing to prove. He has an amazing record. He's fighting a genius." In Crawford, mm-hmm. and probably, and, and there's no shame in this. He was supposed to fight um, Kell Brooks, and he kind of went. You know what? This guy is. He, he's time is on his side, and he's gonna. He's kind of figured this out. He's bigger, and he's gonna connect. He's gonna hit me and and maybe hurt me here. I I don't feel like doing this anymore. If that was the case, I forgive him for everything. It's like I thought it was a smart decision to well, find. A, maybe he was really hurt. He's Kel, a warrior. The Kel I don't, I'm not fight. saying he's not, but. The Kelbrook fight would have actually got Amir Khan more money. It was uh, actually yeah, he wanted a more to test valuable himself. fight. And he decided to take the fight against Crawford. He's a real fighter. If Crawford's not the best pound-for-pound fighter on earth, he's number two. <sighs> he's one or two. I want to see him I with think, Earl Spence. Well, him, Earl Spence is fantastic, too. But I think the, the argument of pound-for-pound pound is Lomachenko and him. That's the argument. Uh, Those mean, two guys are number one. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> like, who do you think is number one? I mean, I think... I you think talking the about argument, Earl Spence, you're talking about Crawford. Crawford. I don't know if Crawford they fought. I don't, know if, I don't think Crawford's fought enough competition. Like when he fights Earl Spence, and the, I, I think that Lomachenko has probably had more fights than you can really get into this conversation. But he, he beats, hasn't. He, he has beats less everybody, fights, though. But he said less has he, fights. Has, he, has yeah. he had less fights? He won the world title with like four fights. I, yeah. Or, or was it, how many fights? It was like something ridiculous like that. I mean, he fought a world-class who, who did, fighter his first time out. The, when I saw him fight uh, Jorge, um, what was that, uh, amazing Mexican fighter, uh, or somewhere like that, who was the guy he Pull fought? Pull up his record here. He's 13-1 and one and Crawford's 35-0. and 0. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Big difference. But, but boxing's tricky that way, right? So what's, what's the level of competition as they bring you up slow? Well, the difference you know, is Lomachenko had an extensive amateur yes, background internationally, fighter, yeah. but so did Crawford. Crawford had a great amateur background, too. Look, Crawford, the, the, the difference is Crawford's way bigger. That's yeah. the difference. If they were the same size, it would be really interesting to see what yeah. would happen. 
But Crawford's a lot bigger than him. He would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not a good fight. No. It's just. But to watch him take Rigandeau and all these mm -hmm. amazing fighters. Rigandio. Rigandio? I thought it was Rigandeau. I don't think so. Rigandeau? The way you pronounce it in French is Rigandeau. 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 Um, but yeah, he he dismantles people. His footwork is unparalleled. <laughs> but Terrence Crawford, man, first of all, he's probably the best switch hitter ever next to Marvin Hagler. Yeah. He might be better. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I he can he can. Fight. How do you game plan for that? He How fights do do so good orthodox and then so right. good southpaw. But to watch Linares, that's a Jorge Linares. I think is a sick fighter, and to watch him, he knocked. Lomachenko down mm -hmm. but then again like this guy figures you out he just he goes I know what you're doing now yeah and then you're done well so does Crawford yeah I mean the, the best I mean that was Anderson Silva in his prime too he would just figure out your timing yeah figure out what you do how you enter where the gaps are where yep. the holes are okay I see yep. the key to the castle let's rock right and then somewhere around the end of the first round Anderson would start switching stances on you and fucking doing some Bruce Lee moves and the next thing you know he's got his foot in your face yeah that's right <laughs> he just figures you out that's exactly right these guys are just the the really elite of the elite fighters they're just the best at solving the little riddle that mm -hmm. is what your skills are. Now, how do you solve the riddle that is Khabib Nurmagomedov? That's a different riddle. Yeah, because that motherfucker's not on the outside boxing you and he's Connor. Connor for a while. You. Connor for a while. You know he's going to take you down. Mm -hmm. But what it looked like Connor for a while was isolating. He had two hands on that wrist. He was stopping him for a long time from closing his his hands mm -hmm. and and that seemed kind of effective for a while i mean Listen, good it's, luck <laughs> it's a long road that's like saying yeah. um you're running a marathon hey you know he beat me in the marathon but for the first hundred yards <laughs> i was way ahead i know that's what it's like it saying, doesn't matter because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but this is a five-round fight like yeah. okay you're keeping me from grabbing my hands for now right. are, your, are your hands tired yet yeah how are your forearms no i'm gonna How's take you i'm taking yeah. you down he's just gonna, he's keep gonna going. take you down that guy is so relentless, and the skill level and the endurance level he has to pursue that pace yeah. for five rounds. Like, I don't think I even appreciate it. I mean, I can intellectualize it and I could describe it, but I think when you're in there with him, like when, when he fought Edson Barboza and he had Edson Barboza up against the cage. Come on, buddy, it's mine. Give up. Edson has this. No, that was against Michael Johnson. Oh, Edson has right. this thousand yard stare. Where, where he's getting mauled. Yeah. It's just like, he's like breathing. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, this is this is a different kind of human being. <laughs> Those Russians are, that's a different kind of Those, human the being. The Dagestanis? So and they grow up fighting? From the time he's a baby. Yes. He's a savage. Well, that culture, they, they were, they yeah. suffered that's a great deal. That's the look. He's like, Jesus <sighs> Christ, what the fuck <sighs> did I sign up for? Just look getting mauled. And I love I love Khabib. Looks like his legs, his body looks like, you know, a guy you see at the pool. Kind of works out maybe a little. It just doesn't. He looks pretty fit. I don't know what the uh, fuck uh, you're talking I about. Don't, he's not, no. <laughs> that guy looks fit. Barboza's really muscular. Khabib's jacked, man. Not what are you talking really. about? He just so isn't. Show a photo of Khabib like, making like a most muscular pose or something. Yeah. So he's fucking pretty jacked. He's just not, though. He's no? just a freak. No, not compared to a lot of dudes. Yeah, go down there. Look at that. You know, because he's... Dude, what are you I mean, talking well, about? I mean, he's jacked. But not, you know... He looks like a really strong grappler. He, he, he's got well, a full he's, fucking We know he pack. is, but really... like, if the, Look at him like... Shut eh. your mouth. Hey, it looks pretty good there. Shut your <laughs> your dirty, lie-spilling right, mouth. Got a, he's, he's pretty good What there. about that one right there? How about that one? Cut the shit, I mean, it's bro. not... It's not a you're muscular. You look like that when, you, when you're a TRT? Yeah, but when you were younger, that's what you looked like. 
It's basically the same. If I was in there, I'd, it would, you would call it steroids. You were always like that. Yeah, I was always like that. Yeah, yeah when I you was might young, have been more I was muscular like actually when I first met you. Yeah, than I, that. I didn't even take vitamins. No, you were just then. jacked. I that remember the first natural. time I was on Mad TV, you were jacked out of your mind. Yeah, and it was just because you lifted weights. Well, that was when I was just getting into jujitsu, so I really started lifting weights heavy because I was tired of getting mauled. Yeah, so I really got into lifting weights. Yeah. I was like, I am weak. I'm like, I, yeah, because I'm used to striking. Striking is so different than grappling. So different in terms of the demands on your muscles and your fatigue. <laughs> yeah, it's so. But and it, it works the other way too. Because I remember I hadn't done any striking at all in like a year. Like I had done none, zero, just jujitsu. And then uh, my friend Jamie and I started doing. Um, Jamie um, is a um, a trainer. And we were doing this uh, training session, and he had me hit mitts, too. And, like, just hitting mitts for, like, a couple of minutes, I was gassed out. I was like, how yeah. is this possible? I was yeah. like, I, work, I roll all the time. I'm in good shape right now. Sparring's that way. When you come, We get guys who are triathletes or whatever, and they come in. And uh, Wayne McCulloch, shout out to the great Wayne McCulloch, my trainer who I love. Um, I love that guy. He's the best. I fucking, that's one of my favorite people in the world. Like whenever I see him, all is right in the world. He's mm -hmm. just a humble yeah. man. Silver medalist in the Olympics, world champion. And nobody asks him questions in the gym. It's like, he, he, you have this gold mine, this guy here who's, who beat Morales, who fought Prince Nassim to the distance, and nobody knows it. And he never tells anybody. And I'll see these guys hitting, and I'm like, Wayne, why don't you tell them? And he goes, they don't ask me. I don't, I don't bother them. He's just the most humble dude in the world. Like, it drives me fucking nuts but long but anyway uh, he, we'll get like triathletes people are in really good shape but if you if you're sparring and you're afraid to get hit you stop breathing and yeah. so in three minutes in two minutes i don't care how good a shape you're in the minute you get punched once you're like <laughs> yeah it took me literally it probably took me three years to get over that in a way because uh, i have no confidence as a boxer and i shouldn't why are Let's you getting punched in the head what is going on with you i'm not getting punched hard how hard I mean, sometimes there's a, there, my buddy Chris from Boston is a giant and he'll by accident sometimes, you know, you get connected and stuff, but no, you know, you learn how to kind of keep your hands up. But you're getting older. You worried about that? I'm insecure, bro. But you worried about your brain? I sure getting am. rattled? I was a little cloudy. I stopped for a little while. Really? Yeah. So you're getting cloudy from getting hit? I don't know. I said to Brendan, I said, you know, he has no time for this shit. He gets so <laughs> mad at me. He just goes, you're older. What are you doing? Oh, you're getting a little cloudy. Yeah, that's right. That's what happens. So keep that shit up, man. He he storms off. Yeah. Well, he he came to the realization. You know, he ducked. He ducked. It. Yeah. He was. Oh, I don't know. He He's was so, sparring was with fucking Shane Carwin yeah, and Nate Marquardt and all those guys, and and throwing up after after his training sessions. And he played football forever. Yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I'll be all right. He quit though at the right time. Yes, he, he really did. did. Yes, he did. I mean, he's fine. Yes. He he made it out at the right time. Yeah, I'm so invested in him. Like, like he's my my brother. So whenever he talks about CRT, I'm like, I'm like uh, CT. I'm like, no, you're okay. Don't worry about it. He goes, you're a doctor? I go, you're fine. I promise. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. Well, I mean, he's he's honest. If he wasn't doing good, he'd tell you. You yeah. know, if he wasn't feeling good, he'd That's tell you. That's very true. I think everybody needs someone who they trust implicitly that they that can pull the cord on them and to tell them, hey man, yeah. you got to stop getting hit. Yes. And for young fighters, man, it is such a hard decision to make. I, I've talked to several guys that have had to <clears throat> tell their fighter, several trainers that have to tell their fighters to retire, and it's never easy. It's never easy. And well, sometimes whole identity. the fighter will leave and go with a different trainer and be successful. And and the the you know and 
this one case, the trainer was like, I wish him well. I mean, I'm sure he can still beat guys. That's not the problem. The problem is he's showing some obvious signs of deterioration mentally, neurologically, the way he moves, yeah. the way he talks. And a good a person who cares about you is going to go, okay, we had a lot of fun. It was a great run. You're fine right now. Like you can talk and we can treat whatever problems come up. Apparently CBD is fantastic for that. I've heard. For a lot of people with brain issues and a lot of you know inflammation issues because yeah. of trauma. There's a lot of stuff they do. I don't uh, know. That if, magnetic stuff that yeah. Kat Zingano did. They're right. doing down in San Diego on soldiers where they put yep. the electrodes to your brain. I know guys doing that right yeah. now. A SEAL guy. Yeah. But I, I, um, I don't think I've ever met a fighter who is retired who doesn't still feel like they could fight for the belt. Oh, yeah. They all want to even Even Chuck Liddell, when he did Fighter and Kid, was like, I'd like to throw my hat in there against John Jones. I'm a pretty good wrestler. Like he was already 48. Yeah. But you never lose that. Part of what makes you a great fighter and a killer is that that sort of yeah. love of the game. If you ask Paulie Malignaggi right now, I guarantee, I guarantee. If you were like, could you fight for a title right now? He goes, I'd f put my hat in there. Yeah. Fighters are like that. Of course. That's why they're, I mean, that's why they become successful in the first place. If you think about how you are when you first start out. Even if you're like real athletic, you're fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, you're hitting the bag, your your feet are off. Even if you hit it hard, yeah. like you're doing something wrong, you're clumsy, you're wide open afterwards. There's something that someone who's really good will expose. And then eventually you learn skills. And as you learn skills, you see those holes, you tighten all those holes up, and then you become far better than you were. But the only reason why you're, you can do that is because you think you're a bad motherfucker from the jump. Right. Like you hit that bag hard and you're like, yeah, I'm going to fuck everybody up. Yeah. And you start believing that. Yeah. And then as you get skills, you're like, Jesus, I'm glad I didn't get into a real fight with a real fighter early on because that is one of the most insidious things that trainers do. They'll throw their fighter to the wolves. Like they'll set their fighter up with some young up-and-coming phenom no. who's just smashing people and it's hard to get them fights and they'll get this guy to fight them. You know, because there's a few guys that'll just fight anybody. Oh my God. And they've only been doing it for like a year. Yeah. But you're you're going to take that fight against these guys 16 and 0. Hey, look, look know, I'm I sure like the Diaz chances. brothers, when they went into the into Andre Ward's camp in Oakland, I'm, they they were banging. Yeah. And I'm sure from day one. Yeah. Because I was talking to Nate Diaz. I was like, but you guys go light. He goes, no, we bang. I was like, they bang. Yeah. I talked to Joe Schilling about that the first time he ever met Nick. And he's like, uh, he's talking to Nick's friend. Like Nick's like, okay, you got a cup, you got your mouth. And and Joe said to Nick's friend, he goes, "Are we fighting?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, <laughs> we're just fighting." <laughs> he, just, he just knew, like this is going to be fighting. Damn. This is not. He's like, "Are we sparring? Are we fighting?" Yeah. And they they wind up fighting. You but, can really. I think as you get better and better at it, it probably becomes addictive, and it's just for sure. Because every time I go in there and I go, I'm not going to spar, but then there's somebody, and then you say, "We'll just move around." Yeah. But then. Well, they're also, they're also testing each other too, right? Yeah. Like Nick is a world-class fighter. Joe Schilling's a, a I mean, world champion kickboxer. So his striking's evil. Joe <laughs> Schilling has evil striking. Yeah. He fucks people Just up. to be standing next to him too. He's also just big, big long, and athletic. Yeah. He's just like, oh, God. He's doing very well in MMA now. Is he really? Yeah, he got nasty fucking ground and pound in his last fight, man. Really? When you got a guy that big... That good at slashing people with elbows and, and punching people and you get him on top of you. Yeah. Their ground and pound is on another level, you know, because they can generate serious power in short distances yeah. that, like a lot of grapplers have a hard time with. 
Like, do you remember when Crow Cop got on top of Gonzaga and, and opened his face up with an elbow? Yep. It was horrific, but it was inside the guard. Yeah. Like, you were a real good striker, a short amount of distance. You, boom. Brendan said that's delivered. the strongest guy he's ever felt. Crow Cop? Yeah. yeah. It's strong motherfucker, man. Oof. Powerful. Those, those ridiculous legs. Yep. Those, those legs that belong on a fucking elephant. Elefante. You know? Oh, so going back to this asteroid impact. Um, oh, sorry. There's a layer somewhere around 66 million years ago that indicates that the Earth got hit by an asteroid. That's what I mean. That's Didn't I say is. that? Yeah. I think it's the layer is high in iridium, I think. And iridium has, uh, it's very rare on Earth, but very common in space. And uh, there's a bunch of other indications that that's the time that it hit. But what they're saying in the Radiolab one is that the current state of understanding is that the dinosaurs and basically most things died within the first couple hours. Like all the dinosaurs. Yeah. They, they were all and, dead. And apparently their, their bones or their fossils are in that iridium layer a lot of times, right? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, they found a lot of... They find them before too, right? They don't yeah. just don't find any after. It's crazy. And they think, yeah, they think that their blood boiled in their body. They think it got so hot Fuck. that during the few hours it got to like 700, 1,000 degrees, 1,200 degrees. It just got insanely hot. Dude, we're trying to get better glass. at stand up and stay in shape. Now I got to worry about fucking. That's a full time job. Raise my kids. That's what we really should be thinking about. Not just how bad we're fucking the earth up, but how bad something could fuck the earth up from the sky. Yeah. That's what we really should be paying attention to. Instead of paying attention to so many nonsensical things that people concentrate on, there's a real chance that we could get hit in our lifetime with something that ends civilization. Like that yeah. 100% can happen. Yep. Yeah, I had Graham Hancock on last week, and we were going over his new book. This book, um, where is it? Isn't it right here, Jamie? It's right there. It's fucking, uh, it's excellent. And Graham was talking about, it's, it's called uh, America Before. It's the evidence of um, civilizations in, in the Americas, in North America, particularly in the Amazon. That, that they think that there was millions of people living in the Amazon. But when the European explorers came over here, they gave them smallpox and wiped oh, out wow. everyone. Yeah. And they came back hundreds of years later and there was nothing. Yep. Like the, the entire civilization didn't wiped they, out didn't by they, I think, I feel like in 1492 or whatever, uh, there was a, I think when the Spanish came up through the Mississippi Delta, the mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. They wiped out 90, like, a lot of people think that the genocide of the Native Americans was just... European soldiers and and people and settlers killing Native Americans, which no. did happen. Yeah, but it was also that, influenza. Ninety percent of them were killed by disease. Yeah, ninety percent. Like the the entire population was. Well, they devastated. even had they even had certain government policies where they're like, "You missionaries are going out there and trying to convert them to Christianity. You're giving them." Your diseases. They your, knew that back then. They knew that they were like you're you're they're, they're getting sick, and they're dying of you know they, they were all of a sudden they were like we're getting these colds and people are dying. They didn't have any resistance to Isn't it. Isn't that crazy yeah. that those dirty Europeans with their shit water shoots outside their house and That's all what, the fucking vermin running around? That was War of the Worlds. Remember yeah. War of the Worlds, the the movie? That's right. The How did they die? They yeah. weren't ready for pathogens. That's, That's my whole right. philosophy on. We all try to be tough. One of the things about all of us as men or anybody is we hate to be vulnerable. So, you know, I train and I, I stay in shape. I eat well and I want to yeah. live forever. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything such thing as – I don't think – you can be really ready for a situation, you know, in a bar, I guess. And then you get bit by a tick or you get a flesh-eating disease yeah. and you die.
Sure. So I don't infection. know if there's any way to get protect yourself. Well, I mean, you there can protect yourself, but you are ultimately very vulnerable. But then the, what it. this radio lab was freaking me out about was that there's so many of those things floating around the sky. I mean, this is what Graham talked about in not just this book, but in, in previous books, that they think that something slammed into the earth somewhere in the past that ended the Ice Age, probably wiped out a, a giant chunk of the large megafauna on North America. It led to the almost instantaneous extinction of so many different animals. And so it goes. Yeah, and so it goes. And it can happen again. There could be a super volcano. There's yep. all kinds of things yep. like that. All these fucking things. It really makes you wonder. What if an asteroid was going to hit Denver? NASA was practicing that this week. Damn. Oh, they've done this before. They've had like a practice run using a bunch of the different... Uh, Here's a practice groups. run. Get in a boat. Go to Australia. <laughs> exactly. I have to go pee. <laughs> go pee. Just hold my thing. You got to go to Australia. Uh, talk about me being I'll talk in about your Miami. Beautiful. Yeah. May 9th, 10th, 11th at the Improv. Are you doing and then Orla- there? Yeah. And oh. then Orlando. Okay. Talk about complicated. Okay. To promote me. Okay. Brian Callen is going to be in Miami at the Improv. And, and talk about Orlando. And in Orlando. If you go to briancallen.com, it'll have all that stuff. I just ran across this too on mm. the screen on Twitter. What happened to that dude's head? Yeah, man. It, it oh says my it. God. Yeah. Having an affair with a woman and her husband came home early, tried to escape through the window, but ended up falling on a metal beam. <gasps> oh yeah, my man. God. It went through his head. How'd they get the beam off? They had to saw the beam Pro- off? Yeah, probably, yeah. Holy shit, it's, bro. I, uh, yeah, I just saw the picture. I was like, what the fuck is that? And Holy shit. He's trying to find an end. Oh my God. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, there's pictures of this Ooh, happening in the past, too. Jesus Christ. That guy had one eye because of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It went through his head. Yeah, it's weird what, what people, how people survive from injuries. That's what, basically Lindsay a lobotomy. Yeah. Like, yeah. When they stop doing those, I, mm-hmm. I, we haven't really talked about it too much, but I remember looking it up. They just would dig a hole right through your eye and scramble your brain <laughs> with a metal piece of metal. Ugh. And they did that because you were just too annoying. I yeah, I don't know why. Like people were crazy. They would just do it. They were doing them up until like nineteen in the nineteen hundreds. I know. I don't know if it stopped like the fifties or forties, the exact time. But what do you think they're doing now besides circumcision? That people are going to look back on like that and go, "What the fuck were they thinking?" What do you think they're doing now? Um, I don't know. It's just we keep learning different strategies to fix stuff. Yeah, that's true, but this, but, the, but the lobotomy is not even a strategy to fix stuff. It's like chaos. You it worked, though, in some cases. Did it? It must have. Did Had it? to have. But maybe it stopped them from being super violent or something. That controlling people would probably be enough. B- bullets. I don't know. Yeah. Bullets. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Why do they give someone a lobotomy? Look, what is the, what's the chief reason for giving someone a lobotomy? What would you guess? Psychosis? Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, that they didn't have an answer for probably for pharmaceuticals back then, so they just said, fucking scramble the brain somehow. It's okay. fucked up to me that it's still your brain would still work. It's a neurological treatment of a mental disorder that involves severing the connections between the brain's prefrontal cortex. You made it too big. What, lobotomy? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're in over here. Um, prefrontal cor- most of the connections to and from the prefrontal cortex and the anterior part of the frontal lobes of the brain are severed. What did they do that for, Brian? Um, because when you had a personality that was, when you were crazy, they would take out the part of your brain, I guess, that was, um, reactive and that that gave you essentially a personality. So when you were lobotomized, you were really kind of a normal person. Have you ever seen the movie Francis? They gave her a lobotomy. Wow. Look at this kid. They they lobotomized a little kid. Yeah, right. a lot of people. 
They did it to a little kid? Yeah, horrifying. Why'd they do it to that little kid? They scramble your brain. Terrible. Oh, my God. Remember, if I remember right, there was one guy, he was doing up to like 70 a day or something like that. That's like three an hour. Yeah, that's what they would do. All day long. I think lobotomy would help you, they'd say. You know, I'm reading a uh, that this guy David Epstein. Whoa. Look at that! <laughs> Holy shit! But there were people who, you know, they had electric shock therapy and they were they were crazy and they would try all these things. Ugh. Catatonic schizophrenia. She says she has. Yeah. Just look at her smiling. Sixteen months later, and they would try these things. So before and after, yeah. like sixteen. So it worked. The yeah. lobotomy worked. She was just smiling everywhere. Yeah. But she would smile if she saw a baby get run over by a car. <sighs> she would smile. She saw a yeah. house catch on fire. Yeah. Jesus I'm Christ. reading this book on uh, the brain, sort of. Like um, that guy, David Epstein, who wrote, um, he wrote uh, The Sports Gene, where yeah. he found the fastest people in the world, tiny part of Africa, the people that run the farthest, which is the highlands of Kenya. Really fascinating book. He's a Sports Illustrated writer. And then he, he there's a new book coming out called Range, and uh, it's about how when you teach a kid or when you, when you learn a lot of different disciplines – so if you're some of the best violinists, some of the best athletes, whatever, they didn't specialize. It's very, it's, it's, it's probably a bad idea to specialize from a very early age. The exception is like Tiger Woods. He compares Tiger Woods and Roger Federer. Tiger Woods was raised to be a golfer from the age of two. His dad was already having him, he was watching, having him watch how he swings and everything. And Roger Federer, greatest tennis player ever, was playing into music, playing soccer, playing anything with a ball, and didn't really get into tennis, didn't really find his love of tennis until he was in his teens. And a lot of musicians, great musicians, who are innovative, so whether it's Duke Ellington or whatever, the the great ones who make original music, a lot of them are self-taught, and a lot of them played a lot of instruments until they started to focus on that one instrument that spoke to them. And he uses all these different examples of how, how generalizing and doing a lot of different things informs, it essentially informs your ability to become really good at one thing when you finally decide to do that. And it's a really kind of cool book because a lot of parents are specializing. A lot of parents are like, you going to play baseball? That's what we're going to play. Camp and everything else, we're just going to practice that. Bad idea. Bad idea, according to this, with the exception of very few skills, like golf. But everything else is you want to really expose your kid to a wide variety of things. Because for whatever it does with those that, you know, all the neurons and stuff, you, you are, you're able to get better at something when you're practicing another thing. Well, that makes sense to me. It also makes sense to me that you'd want to get your kid exposed to a lot of things to find out what they actually enjoy. Because sometimes you enjoy something and you go, oh, but I don't enjoy it as much as this. You right. find some new thing. You're like, that's yes. even better. And I'm sure you went through things like I that, did. right? But a lot of parents, like a lot of, uh, he was talking about tiger moms, they'll, they'll say, you have a choice, but you're playing the violin and you're playing the piano and you're not playing any other instrument. We're well, going to get better at that. crazy. Yeah. Well, the problem is it doesn't, it stifles innovation. It, you, you become really pedantic and good at following instructions, but you're not going to be very innovative. You'll be really tech technically good but you also it tends want to be to. naughty and you wind up exactly. doing weird shit like yo-yo ma like was he would try he tried a bunch of different instruments until he finally said i'm gonna play this yeah you want to be naughty you want to fight it yeah you want to fight mommy you yeah. want and you probably have some weird mommy porn in uh-huh. your um, bookmarks uh-huh uh-huh there's amazing amounts of stepmom porn really it's all stepmoms well porn like mom your, your father's gonna be so mad at you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, mom, mom or a derivative of mom <clears throat> is I think the second most typed in word in a porn hub. In What's their, number in their one? Giant sister? Server. Youth, a lot of young, sister porn too. tits, something, something to yeah. do with young. But, but mom is another thing. Granny porn is huge in uh, Kenya and the UK. Do mm. you know why they why? think? Because you're raised by an older lady or an older man your headmaster they're in a position of authority and it's as you're sexy. coming to well as you're coming to and you're formulating your point of view of the world and making sense of the oh. world you tend to uh sexualize whatever's in front of you i guess that makes sense you imprint so so gilfs and you know that's kind of hot yeah shit. grandmas i'd like to fuck uh -huh. what kind of world are we live in my friend's wife he catches her watching grandma porn gray gray old men banging gals really? she's into the gray. she's into old dudes she's into old guys like like real old like, like, like your body your body looks like warm cheese whoa you understand why would they like that i don't it's who the fuck knows that is a weird thing though that you hear that some women like like really old guys you don't hear that from women or from men rather yeah what does it say the world's newest photos of guilt and this is yeah she's i bet she was hot as fuck back in the 80s 100 percent. yeah what are you gonna do listen man Old hoes, they're just hoes that got old. Whoa. Look at that one. I had, I had a friend from Uruguay who was Jesus. super macho. My, my friend. That, you didn't show that on the screen, did you? Let me see that. Quick. You son of a bitch. Who was that? Some No, don't, don't. Poor it's lady. It's grandma with the ridiculous fake boobs. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend he, was, he was from Uruguay, super macho. And he was like, he had, didn't have a lot of money and he had like, he, would, he was kind of a gigolo. <laughs> And he was having sex with this woman. He goes, she's old. She's very old. I said, uh, I go, what she look like when she's naked? It's a disaster. Disaster. I, I, I can't look to her. When she goes to the bathroom, I have to look, you know, over here because it has, it has to be no light because it's a disaster. Why is he doing that? <laughs> but he goes, he goes, but, you know, when she looks at me, you know, when she's, you know, she sees me, I come like this, you know, I'm young. Her, the eyes, her eyes, it make me hard. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, some people are really into people being really into them. Yes, he just wants to be admired. I, I've known some women like that who are into dating trolls. Oh, I mean yeah, trolls yeah. because they've never had a woman like that. And they're like, the fuck? And they're just My sister had a friend like that. Her friend was only into guys that she knew she could do better. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. She wanted she wanted them to worship her. Well, there's a there's a there, apparently there's a psychology where a lot of men will overfeed their wives and get them super fat so that what? they don't step out on them. Oh, jeez. There's a lot of those, there's a lot of subconscious behaviors that go on. God, why are people so goddamn crazy? I don't know trauma. You know that Carl Jung? Is it the Carl Jung uh, fucking? Uh, line that says that which we don't work out in our subconscious we will act out as fate in our lives Oof. how about that because you will relive patterns you'll relive mm. trauma you will relive these patterns yeah. and you'll do it on your own terms and you'll wonder why you keep why do you keep dating the same person why do you keep falling into the same problem why after two years does this go bad what what is that well there's a way to actually creatively at least sit with that and observe it and, and be aware of it. That's what therapy does. Yeah, because you make the unconscious conscious that will direct your life and you will call it fate. What a great quote. Wow. Until you make the unconscious conscious. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking strings pulling on you. It will from direct the back your of your life brain. and you will call it fate. 
knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness of other people. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's what Nietzsche, that's what I like Nietzsche. Nietzsche's, Nietzsche's idea was like, look, man, you can have these false models of life, which is a lot of times life is a bitch, right? And you're not going to, you're not going to be able to compete or you don't want it. So what you'll do is you'll go, it's okay. Meek will inherit the earth. That's all right. I'll, I'll, you have money, but is he happy? Is he happy? You know, there's a lot. We make, all of us do this. We make excuses to not live our best life. And he was like, nah, live dangerously and uh, try to be the best you can be. Just work your ass off. And if you have to die, if you have to take risks and die, leave a good looking corpse. It's the idea of turn your life into a fucking circus. Do you think the meek will inherit the earth? You think if that was a prophecy, that they would be talking about technologists, they would be talking about like the people that run Twitter and Google and Facebook and, and the internet tech people, which is, if you think about like the amount of money that Facebook has, the amount yeah. of money that YouTube has, so like these, these enormously influential tech companies, mm-hmm. even Amazon, right? Yeah. Like who, who are they? Who are they? These are nerds. They're nerds, they're but they're very nerds. aggressive nerds, and they're yes. very thoughtful nerds, and they're very competitive nerds. Wow. So I don't consider them the meek. I think, I think who's the meek? So I think the meek, the the philosophy behind that, uh, and and I and I and I think the United States also works on this premise in a sense is the the American dream. So what keeps the masses from rising up and taking? the money from people who, who the, the have nots from taking money from the haves and especially when the haves you know are, are rather slim in number in comparison to the large portion of the population that has say like five hundred dollars in the bank well what's great about the united states what's always worked about the united states the reason we don't have these the french revolution in this country is because the american dream is about potential there is a potential i may not have money now but I may and I will because I know I will because I'm an optimist. I will be in the 1% eventually. I got an idea, bro. I'm telling you, it's a great idea. And people need that hope. You take that hope away. You take the ability. You take the idea that there's no way I can ever esteem out of my condition. You better be careful. That's what, that's, that, so potential, the potential to be better, the potential to be wealthier. That think about how all of us, a lot of us, as we as we get older, do you think that's right what thing. the meek will inherit the earth meant? I think it's in I that think it area. Meant that people that aren't creating war it was probably the people that were left over. No, so I think it's a way. Hack each no, other to pieces. no, I think it's a, I think it's a way of getting people to at least live with the fact that I'm a serf, I'm a peasant, I have no way really? to esteem out of my condition, but at least I have the afterlife. At least I know that if I live and I suffer well and I suffer quietly and I suffer with dignity, there will be a reward after this. What is the conventional definition or the conventional meaning to that statement, the meek will inherit the earth? Like what are, how do scholars interpret that? Well, religious. Right, right, right. But I mean, how do they, how do they interpret that? Like what, what is I think it's in the same vein as it's harder for a camel to pass through the an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. So, so the, you know that the famous story where where mm. That's a Christ said, "If you want to follow quote. me to the rich guy," he said, "Give up all your money." And the rich guy turned, hung his head, and walked away. And he said, "Poor guy, it's so hard for the for the rich to get to give up their life of privilege. It's very difficult." Do you think Jesus was a real person? 
Historically, I think there was probably a rabbi named Jesus of Nazareth. That, that's what that's what that seems to be the conclusion among a lot of historians. And he was a radical rab. He was a radical man because he simplified Judaism. Is really what he, he was. He was simplifying Judaism to say, look. You know, you could follow the book of Leviticus and all the rituals it takes to become a good Jew, which is there's a certain way to quarter a calf and there's a certain way, certain things you can't eat and you have to bathe and you have to do all these rituals. And he said, way too complicated. We're never going to spread the word this way. He said, just make it simple. Do what Rabbi Hillel said in the, the Old Testament. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you and hold only one God as your God, you know, the Father, so that we're all... Uh, we're, the idea of a, mon, of, a, of a monolithic God is that there's, a, there's one Father, we're all brothers and sisters. That way, we're all of the same moral worth. That way, I can't judge you. That way, I don't know what you're worth. Only God does. I don't know. I don't know where you have... I don't know what your value is. You're a human being. I can't quantify that. I think... I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we all benefit from that religious and that Judeo-Christian idea, whether we know it or not. And if you want to replace that, my only issue with atheists is if you want to try to replace that irrational idea, that irrational idea that we're all the same moral worth, because you can't prove it, but if, if mathematically or biologically, but what are you going to replace that with? Rationality? You want to, try, you want to, you want to run a, a society on rationality? They can't do that? Well... It, that's the most dangerous idea in the ethics? world. That's, Just, it's still the most dangerous idea in the world because ethics have to be predicated. There's got to be bedrock that you can The most dangerous idea in the world. Well, because let me give you an example. It's very rational, mathematically, okay. to suggest that anybody who is mentally handicapped is draining resources from our gifted children. And I'm telling you now, in a lot of societies in history... What if we live in abundance? There's plenty of people to take care of the people that are handicapped. Because abundance doesn't always last, and you can't predict abundance. And a lot of times there isn't. But it's here right now. Not really. Not for a lot of people. Right here? It'd be be very easy to justify if you were just prayed to the God of rationality. It'd be very easy to justify. And people have done this in history, Mm -hmm. which is what I worry about. Sure. Hey, let's get rid of all the people that are draining our resources, because they're they're hopeless anyway. People on breathing machines... People who are severely retarded, whatever they are, severely handicapped, um, they're draining resources. I know you love them, but listen, we need this money for over here. You're in a hospital. You're taking money. Mm -hmm. The very old, the very infirm. So you think we need religion to keep you from taking people off life support? Well, I I, I will say that I think religion, and specifically the Judeo-Christian ethic, and I include Islam in that, and by the way, I mean, Buddhism is, talks about the sacredness of a sentient being. These, these religions are there because, mm-hmm. and I think we benefit from it. I think that all no, of us- I think us, we do too. I mean, where does, our justice system is predicated. It's predicated on the idea that all men are created equal. We benefit from it, but there's also real problems with it. You of know, course. There's real problems with any ideology. But be careful in what you, you but what if, you, but you I, take but it I don't away. understand is why you think it can't be replaced with logic and reason. Because logic and reason has pitfalls. But you're assuming Because there's nothing that logic, logical. Hold on. You're assuming that logic and reason doesn't also have compassion. So like you, you wouldn't have compassion for the people that are mentally handicapped. Is oh, what it you're does. Assuming. It does. It's too fickle. What I'm trying to say is this. Mm. There's something very irrational and, and very religious about the idea that all men are created equal. That right. we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, right? Yeah. And Yuval Harari talks about this brilliantly in his book, which is that... You cannot prove mathematically or biologically that that the idea that all men are created equal is that sapiens is, or the new yes yeah, sapiens is is real right so so because 
we're not. Again, LeBron James, if he's standing next to me, isn't, we're not equal. He's my chocolate avatar, right? So, but we inherently know that our humanness, our uh, human yeah, essence. you're not equal physically. He's a super athlete. But I'm but funny. Or I have my own gifts. Too. I have that my, suck? What if, yeah. what if he went on stage and murdered? But there what are if people, he was like Eddie Murphy 2.0? There are people that are better. But Which, what, what, but, wouldn't that suck though? Yes. If he was LeBron James and he was funnier than you? Well, he's not a bad actor. I'll tell but you that imagine, much. Imagine if he was really funny. Well, like if you couldn't follow him. That's when I give him my girl. Can you imagine that though? I would present him with my girl he's as a like, gift. what? Six foot what? 11? He's six nine. Okay. Six nine. Six foot nine. 265. Built like a god. Faster than everybody and stronger than Amazing. everybody. Amazing. And, and again, murders on stage at the store. <laughs> and when you hit the mic, you have to go like this to get the mic. That's right. Bring it down to you because you have to go on after him. And that's when I say to him. He's got it in the mic stand. It's fucking seven feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. And I go, Mr. Mr. James, I- I'd like to be your traveling concubine. I'm probably not your well, type. he doesn't want that. I'm not your type. No, let- you're useless. I'll he take culinary. I'll take culinary classes and I'll cook. Let me cook for you. No, he's got people that shut the fuck up that carry the bags. I'll polish your shoes, No, you're sir. too annoying, man. What are you going to do? You're going to stare at his dick all day? I just day? want to connect with Ask you. him questions about what a man he is? Yeah. This is weird. What do you squat? Leave him alone. Okay. <laughs> I'll just be in the just corner. Just write better jokes. Just, <laughs> sir, I'd like to be your gimp. That would be so embarrassing. Like if a guy was that good at basketball, but then was like a natural at comedy. <laughs> there, <laughs> there just are started murdering in comedy, like or like a fighter. Like, what if Terrence Crawford turned out to be the funniest fucking dude in the world? Yeah. Imagine, imagine, you know. Yeah. And, and he not just fucks people up in the ring, but then Terrence Crawford starts doing sets at the comedy store and murdering. And then he's got a Netflix special and he's murdering. And you're like, no! How can he go so good at these things? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. They, but listen, there are people that are better at everything sometimes. I mean, there are. Well, there's definitely, look, but, but, but we, Elon but, Musk is a good example of that. How many m- fucking things can that guy do at once? But at the same time... What I'm saying is that you can't quantify a human being because you don't know what their potential is and you don't know where they're strong. Like, Listen, it's like, it's stop. like if LeBron James murders on stage, he's, he's better doing, than you. He's at not everything. following me. He's better than you at everything. Fuck if off. he murder, following you, you got to follow him. He's gonna murder, and then the the king has left the building. Ladies, he's gonna drop the mic and walk away. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a problem. And then you got to go on after. But you him. can't be that good at. at Two things, right? I mean, I wow. Think, who says? Well, I mean, to be what really if he good. Decides? Or how maybe, much do you put into? No, no, you, you can be really good at two things, but I think like three times. It's what my if whole he life. puts? Listen to me. What if he puts the kind of effort that he puts into getting good at basketball and getting good at stand up? Different muscle. Different. Yeah, one muscle's lazy. One muscle doesn't really write and work and like for the amount of hours that we work on our craft versus the amount a basketball player has to practice. It's different. Listen, oh, he's one. murdering. This is, this is Blake Griffin. He's been trying to do stand-up in the offseason the last couple of years. More when he was living in L.A. He got traded to Detroit now, so he's, it's a little bit harder for him probably, but no, yeah. he's been in doing good. He's good? Yeah. I mean, from what I've heard, from I've heard people that have seen it. That's hilarious. Videos See? of it. He's there you go, motherfucker. People. Yep. So he can, look. He's 6'10". Doesn't matter. Stand-up doesn't care. It's a long road. Yeah, I'll see you in 10 years. It can work, though. Some, if he does it, look, what I'm saying is, like, you take a guy who has the kind of Discipline and work ethic that an athlete does at the highest level of the game. Yeah, and apply that stand-up comedy. Yeah. I bet they'll get further than a lot of us. 
He's only 30. Ah, only 30. <laughs> Maybe. What are you going to do? Blake Griffin's going to murder in front of you nah, one night. It's a weird muscle. Stand-up's a weird muscle. Joey Diaz isn't exactly, like, Joey Diaz is high by by noon, but he's funny as fuck. Oh, he's comedy's, high way before noon. Yeah, comedy's a weird thing. Comedy's a very, there are some yeah, fuck-ups that kill you. Let me tell you something. You. Joey Diaz might get high all the time. That motherfucker works on his yeah. act. Joey works on his it's act. It's a mindset. You're always yeah. writing. You're always but coming he's up a, with ideas. Joey Diaz is a pro. Like, people see Joey, and they see that, you know, he smokes a lot of weed, and he's crazy, and they, they assume he that he just gets up there and just rants and raves. No, yeah. no, no. That guy always has new material. Yeah. Always. Always working. Always working on something. Yep. Yeah. He's... I think that's what it takes, too. I think that... Um, this kid was younger and he told me he hadn't written a joke in two years. And I went, well, you're talking like a loser. You know, you, you can't, I think stand up is relentless, especially if you develop yeah, a but following. If, he, if that's where he's at, he's probably depressed. There's something probably wrong with him. Well, we talked about that, that too. Is but, he? Yeah. Yeah, but, there you but, go. But, but I'm saying that, you know, again, you know, a depression is a very real thing, but I always say to kind of younger people who seem like they're in a rut, that's why I'm a huge believer in just just take the steps of getting better at one type of language. Start, it doesn't matter if it's the guitar, it doesn't matter, just just get better at one little thing, just start practicing, it'll motivate you to do other things. I'm not saying depression, clinical depression is a very real thing, I don't know enough about it. Well, the thing is, it's, it is real, yes. but it's different with every person. Yeah. It's like, it's one of the rarest of diseases in that like you really can't put it on a scale. Yeah. Like you, it's a spectrum. You, you feel like shit or you don't feel like shit. You're depressed, you're not depressed. Yeah. But what, what level depressed are you? Are you suicidal? Are you just like kind of shitty? Could you fix it with like running? Or, right. or do you need like real chemical intervention? And, and do you know? Do you right. know the difference? Like, what, what's your community like? What are your friendships like? Yeah. Like, what is your family like? What's, huge questions. Huge questions. And by the way, how are you eating? How are you exercising? Yeah. What is your community like? These sure. are things where, in people who live the longest in those societies, what is it, Spain? Mm -hmm. I heard, and I don't know if I'm right, has the longest uh, per capita lived people right now, and yet huge alcohol and tobacco consumption. Mm -hmm. But they are connected to community. They're... they're Getting and they do in. a lot of that. They're getting it in, yeah. bro. Taking siestas, long lunches. Banging. Yes. Banging it out. Yes. D and drinking red wine. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Why not? Enjoying their life. And, and dancing salsa. Dancing salsa. I dance I bet flamenco. that helps, too. What is this? Spain to lead Japan in global life expectancy. See, there you go. U.S. continues to slide. There yeah. you go. Because we're eating shitty food and we're getting fat. We're also isolated. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a price you pay for, as a capitalist, as a capitalist, as somebody who believes in the free market, there's a price you pay for the, praying to the God of consumption and progress. There is. Yeah. There, 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 and it's, it, it, as, we, as we are, we're ruthlessly competitive Americans. Ru Americans are fucking ruthlessly competitive and insanely aggressive. Mm -hmm. Football is a game of war. It's simulated war. You're, 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 it's a, you're capturing territory and everything else. It, we are so aggressive that way and look it makes us a great country we also pay a price for it no yeah. question about it like I get I do get sort of the notion that we need we, there, there is this idea that where the left a lot of the left says look man this this capitalism stuff that seems to be creating isolation and depression like how is it going is there is there a conversation to be had about how we figure out how we structure our lives where our community takes more of a precedence where job security takes more of a precedence all these things well, the minute we, I start hearing socialism do, I start to freak out no, but I, I'm just saying I know what you're saying yeah. but here's the thing about socialism 
socialism in general sounds like a terrible idea because a lot of people are lazy and because it de-incentivizes people from action. And there's a certain thing that people should have motivation to succeed. They should have some drive and they get some satisfaction out of achieving goals. And those are all things that I would not want to deny any young person from. Right. I, I think those, those are really important things for happiness. And, and one of the things that they've, they've studied when they've studied happiness in people – People that are goal-oriented and that set, they set goals and achieve those goals, it's one of the best markers for happiness. And it doesn't necessarily mean money. You know, the no. problem is we like to think of it as money, as it's a money thing. But in athletics, in art, when pe- it, without finance attached to it at all, when people set out to do something and then do it, they achieve a sense yes. of self-worth and happiness. Yes. And, and, and like, understanding. And understanding of yourself, yes. of who you are. This is what's missing from a lot of people. And, and, and again, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I, I don't really understand depression. I don't, I don't suffer from it. But I, I've known enough people that have to know that there's a lot of different kinds of it. Yeah. It's all different. And yeah. I think some people just have, they have a broken brain. There's something wrong in there, and it would be nice if there was a chemical that could fit into that slot and fix it. And sometimes there is for those people. And sometimes it changes their lives. And then I've known people that were on the wrong medic. Like Ari was on uh, Propecia, and it was fucking with him. It gave mm-hmm. him depression. You know, and sometimes people, they'll change their diet. And, and, you know, one of the things that uh, Rhonda Patrick was, she posted something, I think it was on her Twitter account, uh, how inflammation um, led to uh, impulsive decision making, led to uh, cheating on your diet, it led to uh, poor decisions in terms of like overall lifestyle just from having higher levels of inflammation. So eating shitty food, not getting enough sleep, drinking, sure. all those things lead to inflammation, Makes right? Sense. All those things cause you to make more impulsive food choices, shitty food choices, bad dietary choices, bad le- lifestyle and rest choices. Like they're all, it almost like inflammation wants more of it. Here it is. Study finds that inflammation, even at subclinical levels in healthy participants may promote impulsive behavior and an inability to delay gratification isn't that amazing yeah it, it, i start st- i pull back with all this stuff and i always think to myself like i think i think what you and i are after like w- when the reason i'm happy and the reason i feel so fulfilled is i'm able to express myself real fully mm-hmm. like fully yeah. like well, i told you the other day like i uh, certain developments in my life like i, I was like i i want radical honesty in the sense that I don't have to lie about anything. I don't want to lie right. about anything. I, w- I want to be very honest. You and I have been so, always been so honest with each other, yeah. right? And Well, that's why we know each other so yes, dude. well. Yes, and the minute we start fucking bullshitting, you're like, oh, what? what, what? Yeah. what? But that that's where you have your friends that hold you accountable because exactly. they, they know exactly who you are and it's very important. Exactly. But that, so, so what that allows you to do is to express yourself fully and completely the, the, the original self-expression is my whole my credo my idea but but so if eating well if eating well see i don't want my body to get in the way i don't want it to get in the way so i investigate how to feel optimal so that i can just not have it get in the way and i can do right. the things i love yeah that is a form of of expressing myself fully i always wanted a box i was so it was such a mystery to me and i'll be i'm nervous today because i gotta go spar some fucking how long guy. you been doing it now how many years almost five years now wow. but 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 i don't care about you know i'm not gonna enter you know i'm not gonna wayne wants me to fight and stuff. I'm, 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 he I'm, wants you to fight yeah, yeah but i'm not gonna do it. i want to i, I want to uh i don't want to be an actor who takes a fight it's hilarious to me why it's is wayne doing that to you because he's a fighter and he's a maniac man 
difficult to get in there, lace up the gloves at least one time. Probably. You can fight. You can fight. You can fight. Come on, throw, yeah. throw the old left, right, yeah. left. Yeah. And then, then I put on headgear and he just puts in a mouthpiece and yeah, it's, he, he gives me a beating. You. Yeah. He puts his gloves wherever he wants, Woo. Uh, which is annoying. But my, my point is that I... I feel like I'm expressing myself in that vein. I always wanted shoulders? to do it. How are your shoulders? They're, they're like ripe pomegranates. Really? You're okay? I have a beautiful body. It doesn't bother you at all? Boxing doesn't injure you. It's jujitsu and CrossFit. That shit will... Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Bo old now. I've warm up. Boxing can definitely still injure you. Do you um, do you warm up with like bands? What do you do? You know, I just... You know what? I Really, honestly, what, what I do? do? I, I have my, my whole dynamic stretching routine I do in the morning. When I walk in the gym... I, I lace them up, and I just start moving very slowly. I warm my body up. I start hitting the mitts really lightly, and as I go, I hit more and more. And then I'm I'll, a meathead. I see those mitts, and I want to smash. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Then your back is all People have up. to tell me. They have yeah. to tell me, don't. Start slow. Start slow. Let's warm up. Warm up. You going to sneeze? <laughs> Jesus. You okay? Yeah, all that cocaine. Wow. Um, you doing coke now? Yeah, but just a little, bro. Oh. Just a little. Just to take the edge off. I heard it's good for you if you do a little. If you take the edge off, nobody did, and nobody ever did a bunch of cocaine and shit got better. <laughs> well, I wonder if people chewed a bunch of coca leaves and shit got Microdosing better. Microdosing coke? I haven't heard anybody trying that. Right. No, I don't think so. The problem is it cr you crash. You do blow and you want to yeah. start a business with your friend. You all these fucking plans. You, can, you microdose psilocybin because there's no real crap. I mean, there's a weird feeling after a mushroom trip, but there's no like devastating yeah. crash that I hear people report after uh, cocaine. Cocaine, apparently, when you on the come down, you just wrecked. Yeah. That's one of the, the the roller coaster ride. Like a lot of people, they do the cocaine and then they have the crash, the dopamine level smash, and then they only feel good if they're doing cocaine again because their body's so fucked up. Yeah, that was a. That's buddy why you lose your house like in three years. A buddy of mine had that, and uh, our other friend uh, worked in a rehab center and was trying to explain it to us what was wrong. Yeah, it's no joke. It was sad, sad shit. I had somebody describe. He emailed me and. He described what we were talking about. My friend, Michael McDonald's best friend committed suicide. And he was on the podcast talking about it. And he got emotional. It was heavy shit. And um, the, uh, somebody I know who comes to my shows emailed me. And I guess he suffers from serious depression. And you know, he described the, like when, so we always say, well, how did they, how could they commit suicide? They had children. I mean, how, what, what happened? Like, it makes no sense. He said, for me, it's like being in a sauna and you know how you get too hot. You get so hot. You have to get the fuck out because mm -hmm. you're too hot. And he said, only there's nowhere to go. Ooh. You, you don't have an exit. You know, I was in the sauna yesterday and I've been in the sauna lately at higher temperatures because uh, Gabrielle Reese, she was on the podcast and she was saying her husband, you know, Laird Hamilton, that badass surfer oh, dude, yeah. he, he cranks his sauna up to 225 degrees. And when, when people like he's like who's been fucking with my sauna like it's like it's lower than 225 and i'm like jesus christ she's telling me this i'm like 225 fuck That's such a badass so i put the sauna up to 200 yesterday and uh i was thinking now while i'm lying there i'm like what if this was the world forever like uh -huh. it was 200 degrees from now on forever the world's 200 degrees like how happy would you be with your children could you still laugh i was thinking like how I could I can withstand that for I withstand it for twenty minutes. That's what I do, right? Yeah. But what what would I do if that was like that feeling of hot? If it didn't kill you, that feeling of two hundred degrees out, would you be willing to live through that? Like how much would it sadden your life? Yeah. How much would it weigh on you? Yeah. A lot. 
Yeah, of course. What I'm trying to say is move out of Phoenix, Arizona, folks. <laughs> That's it's so not, oppressively hot. It's not worth it in the oh summer. Oh, my God. Get yourself a Colorado mountain home oh, in the winter, in the summer. I was just up in Boulder. <laughs> Boulder needs to be a little more aggressive. Like, I was just in Boulder, and it just made... Like, I, I, I see a grown man in the middle of the day mm. with a beard balancing on a, a handrail. I'm like, you're an able-bodied man, and it's Friday at fucking two. Go to work right now before... <laughs> you know, there's another dude just sitting cross-legged with a small little flute. You know? Oh, the flute great. you played in elementary school, doo -doo -doo -doo, just so unaggressive. Boulder's just, paradise, though. Ah, whatever. I want paradise. They had a sale on clogs. So there's a few hippies, bro. Like what? What? It just makes me aggressive. I what feel. percentage of those people are there? If there's a hundred thousand people, is yeah. there ten that I'm are judging annoying? the whole place? Okay. Is there ten people that are playing the flute? They put That's caffeine. Fine. They put. They put. There's something about white, really white, wealthy white people that put caffeine and and comfortable footwear at the top of their essentials. Yeah, comfortable footwear. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. You want have your a, feet to hurt? Yeah, put a fucking put a, a leather sole in your fucking foot and go to work. A and leather have, sole and have your toes a, pinched. A hard wooden heel. Yeah, as there well. you go. I want. Yeah, I like that. And have your toes pinched a little bit. A you little fuck. bit. And wear little, and wear some wool. What's that called when you get bunions? Get one of them things. Whatever. D go make. Go manufacture shit. Drink your black coffee. But don't you think it's nice to have a community like that where they're just all about yoga and satnam? Sure, and I guess. It's comfortable until the zombie yeah, apocalypse hits and no. then I'm not fucking relying on them. You don't want to live. You don't want to live through the zombie apocalypse. Why? <laughs> like, you don't. Boulder, you Boulder, Boulder is impossibly relaxing. That's what I... When I watch The Walking Dead, which I don't anymore, <laughs> yeah. but when I used to watch it all the time before they just annoy me to the point where I couldn't take yeah, it anymore. Know, after a while. It, I was always like, I don't want to do this. Why would you want to do this? Survival. Well, how, I mean, people commit suicide now. Guys like that are doing well. Their yeah. life is great. Yeah. And they have loved ones. Yeah. And they commit suicide. You're telling me that people are just going to live through this nonsense? Jamie, bring up Dresden before and after the war. Ooh. And take a look at that. They say the middle of Dresden was as hot as the sun. Jesus. Speaking Christ. of 200 degrees. Because of the, when the Allies bombed it. But just take a look at the, what it looked like before and after. Ooh. We're so lucky we don't have to tolerate that kind of <laughs> shit right now. I remember who was the guy who wrote, um, oh God, where the, where, the, where the Monsters Are or where the, uh, I, I wrote a children's book. Was it called Where the Monsters Are? I don't know. And he was, he was in the war and he said, do you believe in God? And he said, and he just casually said, no, no, the war took care of that for me. I never forgot it. And I was mm. like, fuck. Yeah. He, he just died in, about five years ago. I had Eddie Izzard on yesterday, and we were talking about wars of aggression, and that most likely we've seen the end of wars of aggression. Like There's people Dresden. trying to conquer new territory, like that World War II was probably the last one of those. Look at that, man. That's so that was Dresden. Dresden looked like the surface of the moon. Jesus When Christ. they were really done with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That lady got barbecued. Yeah, it was, it's hell That's horrific. It. Those are all bodies, man. Jesus yeah, that was There's Dresden. Christ. There you go. That, that beautiful whoa, 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 go city. stop scrolling. Look at that. What the fuck, man? Yeah, that's what war did. That's what World War II. It was the you true destruction of old Europe. Imagine what it would look like, too, to watch those bombs hit and just level everything like that. Well, it was carpet bombing. So civilians that, you know, the, the objective was actually to kill the, the German worker, to really bring that country to its knees. It was, it was back when total devastation of the enemy was essentially a tactic. Um, it was a horrible, horrible thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's just, these images are so stunning. Oh, okay, this is after. Yet human beings rebuild, yet they prevail. Yeah. And, you know, yet a few they decades endure. later. That's okay. 
Um, it, but what we were talking about yesterday was uh, that we most likely have seen the end of these wars of conquest where people are trying to take over new territories. Right. Because territory is no longer a commodity. Now it's services, it's ideas, it's technologies, it's land in that sense. Yeah, but I mean, the concept was that we're moving in a better direction and that things are becoming less and less, at least overtly aggressive. More people are able to see what's really going on too. And more people can communicate. I mean, this is really the only generation ever, like these last two or three generations where you're able to easily translate anything that anyone's saying in any other country. Yeah. Like how often do you go, like I'll read like Khabib Nurmagomedov's um, uh, Instagram page and it's in Russian, yeah. you know, and I'll translate it. And so I could read what he's saying. And yeah. I do that with a lot of his other fighters too. I just hit the translate button. Yeah. Like how dope is that? Brings you closer to them. Yeah. Well, well dude, you get to know them, yes. you know, you know, and you, you see that they, they're pretty fucking similar, even though they're different, you know, they're into family Very and their similar. worship and their food and their community. They laugh. They laugh. Yeah. I mean, it's and if humorous you live there, insults with each other. If you live there, you'd be in that style of living too. And it's a hard place to live. So you got to be a tough motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But there's a, predi- there's, there's something predictable too about how to live. There are certain norms and practices mm-hmm. and, you know, there's, Do you there's think a lane. that with Russia being run by Putin, that seems to me to be the last big country that might invade somebody. Like Russia being run by Putin, you could almost see him pulling a Crimea somewhere else in the world. You could almost see him. I think Russia, and I think the history of Russia, I, I have not been there. I, I was there when I was very young, but I've not been there since. I And I have people who've gone there and they, they actually really enjoy it. And it's, you know... Just great people, mm-hmm. like great people. The Ru- Russian people who suffered maybe more than anybody in the 20th century, but great people and, and industrious and everything else. But I do think that... <laughs> they're run by a gangster. Well, but it's not just that they're run by a gangster, yes, but I, th- I think that sometimes <clears throat> the way um, a populace thinks about certain things can inform their destiny. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so think about this. If you were always invaded and you had a flat topography and tanks could roll in, German tanks or whatever it is, and you paid such a price, price for that. Again, I told you when I went there in 1985, you didn't see any old men. Yeah. <laughs> they were all killed. But aggression, male aggression, was what kept those Nazis at bay. In, when, they were, when they surrounded Leningrad, now St. Petersburg and stuff like that. There are a lot of stories that. And... I think that when you've been traumatized to the extent that Russia has been traumatized, certain strengths, you know, the ability to stand up against aggression and to be brave and powerful, those become, that, that becomes the commodity. That's where, that's the guy that gets all the money, all the women, all the, you know, whatever. And I think that's a product of their history. So Putin is an admired man. Putin get. I bet you if Putin had very fair elections, he would get elected in to power he's respected are you trying to say he doesn't have fair elections yeah well there's a large, saying? my larger point are you is on this. record i'm not saying that i'm not saying that sir i don't know anything about russian elections but i will say this i, I don't know why you're putting words in my mouth why are those guys at get, the door what the hell's going he on he would get elected anyway i think so. so people love him so my but what if he re- allowed open criticism of him 
Well, there is open criticism, believe it or not. Sure, the guys who get shot. They, well, they no, were openly criticizing they're, they're, and then they get shot. There's actually, there's actually, there is a press that actually is critical. Right, right, right. But, but you, it's know, not, you know they've killed journalists. Yes, it's not a threat to his power. Well, how many, how many journalists have been murdered? I don't know, but enough. Poisoned and all kinds of weird shit. Google, Google <laughs> journalist critical of Putin murdered. Also, his supporters will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. So, For sure. the, so, so, so what I'm saying is that I think Russia's, what are you saying? I think Russia needs to embrace a diff, the a softer strengths. Are you a foreign policy advisor? Now? Yes, I am. <laughs> this is no, this is a philosophy <laughs> I have. This is my philosophy. Ready? Okay. So my philosophy is this, this country is a great country and our culture is an interesting culture. Why? Why? Because not only are we representative of hard strengths, the military, the NFL, the Eagles. fucking UFC. All that shit. The what? Eagles. And eagles. Fucking bald You're right. eagle, bro. You're right. Yeah. It's a classic. Canada's fucking national anthem is the beaver. Well, <laughs> Russia's a bear. Okay. But so Americans, again, are very aggressive. But you know what America's secret is? We've also provided safe corner to our gentler spirits. What is this? Violent deaths of journalists started in the Yeltsin era. Okay. So they've just been doing that. Yes. Forever. Yeah. Yes. So there's just like presidents just do that in Russia. Always have. Murder, crossfire, terrorist act. In 2008, there were six of those. Dude. Uh, murder only. There was another six. Listen. Two of them were brought to trial. Put, look at me right now. <laughs> Putin is Gandhi. Putin is Gandhi compared to Khrushchev. Gandhi compared to Stalin. Gandhi compared to Lenin. Gandhi compared to any, anybody who was in power before him. Mm. Th th those guys used to kill wholesale. I mean, th and that's a fact. Up to their elbows and blood. Who was that guy that got murdered recently that was running? It was a political opponent. They shot that dude down. So when his death was not related to the journalist's work, the conviction rate exceeds 90%. What? They put him in jail, too, if they don't just kill him. When the death... What is that quote, though? When the death was not related to the journalist's work, the conviction... So you're talking about put rates of conviction. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, rates of conviction are very high. Yeah, of course. They're, so the guy with the biggest gun yeah. in that society they do that holds in this all the country power. too, though. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Espionage, those kind of trials. Yeah. yeah, you're going straight to the pokey, son. Do not pass go. Good luck with your trial. That's true. The judge is like, yeah, I listen to you. Twenty years. Right. Fuck off. But aggress aggressive, aggressive part of the world, United States, mm -hmm. like Russia. However, we're smarter. No, we're better we, looking. No, we're we funnier. protect we're our. We, we protect hey, hey, hey. our. Funnier. Uh, why are we funnier? Because we're better. That's not too general, we have LeBron sir. LeBron James at the comedy store. Sir, you're Saturday being too night. general. Sir, <laughs> you're being too general. This is a quiz. <laughs> Why? We're better we're free. because we we have protections right. for our the the people on the fringes, our creatives, yeah. our weirdos, our fashionistas, all the people that make our culture interesting. Mm. Stephen Jobs was he wasn't good at CrossFit. No, he's good at yelling at employees. Yeah, either was Mohandas K. Gandhi and Martin Luther King, but they, <laughs> but they, we provide. They, at least there was due recourse. Mm. At least we know that there are softer strengths that have to be protected. It makes you more interesting, and it makes you more creative and stronger. <gasps> you got to be innovative. Yes. Your innovators are weirdos. Yes. Like Leonardo da Vinci, apparently was gay. What? Uh huh. I said it. Outrageous. Yeah. Wait a minute. Guess what? What? There are a lot of very smart. In Russia, if you're gay, it's not that safe for you. Right. You get to, tossed off a building. Yeah. So what you do is when you do that with people who are creative <laughs> and you, you marginalize a group of people because they're different in the name of purity or whatever, Didn't they you're make fucked. some like, really weird public statement about homosexuality, like the law in Russia? Like, is homosexuality illegal in Russia? Well, 
a lot of times they're equated with pedophiles. The LGBT community has real trouble there, and and it's hard to get apartments. It's more of subtle. It's hard. To, it's hard to just live and make a living. So what happens is all those creative people who could be contributing and coming up with beautiful ideas, mm. they're they're marginalized as perverts, right. deviants, and that's the, the dumbest. Meek. The yeah. meek don't get to inherit the earth. The meek, a lot of times, are the people that provide you your fucking goodies. Russian gay propaganda law. For the purpose of protecting children from information advocating for a denial of traditional family values. Whoa. Yep. The gay propaganda law and the anti-gay law, the bill that was unanimously approved by the state Duma on 11th of June, 2013. Holy shit, man. So you want to protect children from exposure to, you know, home activity. Yeah, and it was signed into law by President Vladimir Putin yeah. on the 30th of June, 2013. Yeah. How long is he going to be president? For? So let me, but let me ask you a better question. Can so with those kind of laws, those kind of laws okay. that marginalize anybody that's not, that's not normal, quote-unquote, that's not right. traditional, prototypical male, female. Right. Awesome. When was the last time you bought, and I'll wait, when was the last time you bought one Russian product? Please Besides the fact that they're essentially a one-crop economy, which is oil, and I guess some other commodities. What happens is you kill all your creativity. What happens is you are not a strong country. Your weaponry isn't even good. That's the irony of all this shit. Right. When you have that mindset and you have one idea of what strength is, you're going to be fucking weak and you're not going to be creative. Is a Kalishnikov a good rifle? It's a very good rifle. Made, they make some good shit. Designed in 1957, I believe. Oh, what okay. does it say? 2012, previously holding the position from 2000 to 2008. So he's been... Right now, he's on seven years in office. He's a czar, sir. He's been longer that, longer than that. Yeah, but I mean, seven now, mm. currently, and then he did it eight it, years it, before. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't even take four years off. When he took four years off, he was like running shit from behind. He's got to look like I'll kill you. Like he's like I will kill you. Yeah, it's a black belt in judo, Defin right? Definitely kill you. Yeah, legit black belt in judo. Yeah, like he can actually throw people around. Probably smart as fuck. Yeah. And and in his mind. You know, Putin is running a country that requires a strong man. Yeah. It's, it's who they respect. Right. So he's caught in that, too. Right. Even if he if agreed you're the king with what of the world, saying, Let's say you're the king of the world. How yeah. do you fix Russia? You, you, you come, come at them with... Uh, you present an idea, the idea I just presented, which is the idea that y you might want to protect the people that you consider to be queers, deviants, and weirdos, nerds, or whatever they are, because those people a lot of times are your creatives. I don't know why, but they are. And, so do and, you think they lived in too much of a wartime culture for like for too long? I do. And that they developed this hardness to them that yes. that's why they're lacking in the creativity and the innovation. And I don't think they can sense. afford that. And I yeah. don't. And I think that a lot of times when you've been traumatized, that you're you're dealing still with the residue and the trauma of World War One and World War Two, right. and that's very real. And you know, and also by the way, communism and having nothing. And, 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 you know, they have strong communities. I mean, my friend went to Russia and said everybody was nice to him. Fucking, they're good people. And they're innovative people and they're creative. Look at how good they are at boxing. Anything the Russians put their mind to that they, that they hold value for, like strengths, like MMA, like, like boxing, look at how good they are. Mm. So they're, they're incredibly industrious, disciplined, smart What's, people. Is it hard I just to get wish, weed over there? I'm sorry? How do you get weed over there? I don't know. I bet you don't. I bet if you have money, you get everything you want. Right, if you got right? money. Yeah, if you're connected to the oligarchy. But, but Do you think uh, Putin's you know. ever tried DMT? Oh, I think he's too measured for that. Well, I think he would want to know, you know? 
Maybe. I bet he's done a lot of shit. He does whatever he wants. Yeah, for he's sure. He's bizarre. How many, how many chicks do you think he's got in his stable? Well, I, I, I will tell you this. I truly believe this. I think that he, does, he can just sit there and he has women flock to him. Oh, for sure. They love him. For sure. The best looking woman in the world. He doesn't have to do anything. Right. For that sure. kind of power? Yeah. My, my, my wife was like, he's, he's hot. Whoa. I go, but he's, he's a gangster. She goes, who doesn't like a gangster? Ooh, and I was like, oh, geez, I had wow. to walk away. I was like, whoa, it's uncomfortable. Steal your girl. Yeah. You take your girl. girl. Yeah. Steal your, yeah. your football ring. You hear about that? No. The story about <laughs> fucking uh, Sturgill told me about this. He, uh, who was the football player where Putin stole his ring? Google that. It's uh, the owner of the Patriots. Was it him? Yeah, it wasn't a player? It was just the owner of the Patriots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the guy, that Kraft, yeah, that guy? Yeah. Okay. So he had this uh, Super Bowl ring on. He meets Putin. Putin says, can I hold the ring? You know, and then he takes the ring off, puts it on. He's like, hmm. And he said something like, you could smash someone's face with this ring and laughed and then just walked off with the ring. And they were like, hey, uh, where's the ring? He's like, no. He just stole the ring. There Har- it is. You know, Harvey Keitel, really? He just took his ring. What? Yeah. My ring, no. <laughs> That's awesome. This, my ring, I take. So he just decided he wanted it and took it off the guy's hand and was laughing and walked off with it. As the story goes, Kraft handed the diamond-studded ring to Putin as a bit of show and tell. I could kill someone this ring, Putin reportedly <laughs> said, as he fitted to his finger. Then when Kraft held out his hand to get it back, Putin, surrounded by KGB agents, wordlessly slipped the ring into his pocket. Wow. News circulated quickly. The ring was not meant as a gift, which prompted Kraft to issue the statement at the time. At the end of a very productive three-hour business meeting (laughs) with President Putin, I showed the president my most recent Super Bowl ring, Kraft said. Upon seeing the ring, President Putin, a great and knowledgeable sports fan, was clearly taken by its uniqueness. At that point, I decided to give him the ring as a symbol of the respect and admiration that I have for the Russian people and the leadership of President Putin. There you go. A.K.A. I want to live. I want to live. I love it. I take this. This muttering no. I, I do I do kill. have an admiration. I just think You think he's ever killed anybody with a ring? I uh, bet he has. Probably. I he was a KGB guy for I a bet long he's time. Beaten people to death. George but, W. Bush administration had pressured him at the time to let go of the ring to avoid an international incident. It's hilarious. Wow. In 2013, Kraft reneged and offered some backstory about the incident, alleging alleging that the Bush administration had pressured him at the time to let go of the ring. Wow. It would really be in the best interest of U.S.-Soviet relations if you meant to give the ring as a mm-hmm. present, Kraft recalls the White House saying. I yeah. really didn't want to. I had an emotional tie to the ring. It has my name on it, Kraft said. I didn't want to see it on eBay. But, but maybe Putin mistook. You know, there's a language barrier, so he probably misunderstood. Listen to what he's saying. No, he didn't. Shut the fuck up. There, were you a Russian propaganda agent? There was a pause at the other end of the line, and the White House voice repeated... It would really be in the best interest if you meant to give the ring as a present. Are you calling Putin a thief, bro? No, I'm saying He'll he shut took down your that podcast. ring. He took that ring. He, he punked that dude and took his ring. That's not yeah. a thief. He's a gangster. Yeah. It's out there punking well, rings. I, Harvey Keitel, to drop the name. 124 diamonds. The great Harvey Keitel? Yes. Told me a story. I think it was him. And he said, you know, remember uh, Nikita? Uh, what? No, um... What's that? What's that fucking uh, La Femme movie? Nikita? La Femme Nikita. Remember yeah. the actress in the TV show? Yes, I met her once. She was. She went with to my Russia. Candy Alexander. So t- ask. Okay, so she went to Russia with her boyfriend. Putin liked her. He used to watch the show all the time. I heard this from. I, I think it was Harvey Keitel. He kept 
that dude out into another room and had her out on the balcony talking to her the whole time. And basically, he the guy couldn't get back in. It was very clear that Putin was making a play for La Femme Nikita. And it's like, you're in my town now. You, you go over there. You Take a seat. I know you came here. Take a seat. Yes. I'm going to take what's mine. And apparently, she was gone. I don't think she did anything, obviously, but... You know, let's or, pretend or, she did. Right there, it is. There it is. And he dug her. Where's the boy? Oh, Jack Nicholson. Boyfriend ain't too. around, bro. Boyfriend's yeah, not the boyfriend? around. He's where's not the boyfriend, there, bro. He's not allowed to be at He's the like, table. Yes, you have legs for days. He was apparently locked out. He was like trying to get in the room, and they're like, sorry, we didn't know. Well, it's kind of interesting when you see a guy run in a country like that in 2019 that he yeah. could run the country in that gangster fashion. It's more interesting that he got that people to. What's oh, that? Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's more interesting to me that he's gotten himself in a position where people would actually vote for him. So it technically he's been democratically elected. Yeah, I, I bet at a certain point in time, they don't know who the fuck should be running things over there. Yeah. Brian Callen, I got to end this. You got to end early today. My friend, always great to always talk. Always. Come a see good me in Miami. Time. May 9, 10, 11, Orlando. Did you, did you, did you talk Plug about dates? my dates? Yes, you're in the Miami Improv, May 7th, 8th, and 9th, correct? No, no, no. 10, 11, and 12? 10, and 11, god damn 9, it. 10, 11? Yeah, now you ruined everything. No, no, no. They, they're listening still. And then, uh, May 9, Orlando, 10, 11. Orlando, May 17, 18. Oh, and I got some dates, too, that I just started selling. Um, they just went on sale. I am going to be in, where the fuck, fuck am I? August 10th, I'm in uh, San Francisco. I'm in Mountain View. Nice. Yes. Mountain View at the Shoreline Amphitheater on August 10th. August 9th, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Woo! Portland. And then uh, on the 23rd, I'm in Denver, Colorado for two shows at the Belco Theater. Son. At the Belco. All right, kids. I love that place. JoeRogan.com for all my tickets. Keep your arms heavy and your belly tight. What does that mean? I don't know. It just sounds like an awesome thing. It's, it's arms from a, heavy. I want my arms It's from to a be Billy Joel light. song. Really? Yeah, I can't remember what the song is. Is it Piano Man? Uh, <laughs> no. Is it Uptown Girl? <laughs> no. Brian, you're a silly goose and I love you. <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh, BrianCallen.com, B R Y. T Fat K for tickets or BrianCallen.com. Bye, everybody.